Whether you're tech clueless, tech curious, or tech competent, high school math teacher turned homeschool mom, Sarah Roginski, wants to inspire and equip you to incorporate digital learning experiences into your homeschool. She understands how a balanced approach to technology can enhance your homeschooling efforts. Whatever aspect of using tech in your homeschool you're looking for, whether it's online unit studies you can use at home with a variety of ages, tech advice, or recommendations for software, digital curriculum, or other helpful programs, well, she's got you covered, friend. See what's new at her store today, breakthroughhomeschooling.com backslash shop. The link will be in the show notes. Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Hi, welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I'm Tracy Hagerman, the happy homeschooler, and I'm here once again with Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. So we are veteran homeschoolers, <laughs> and um, my youngest is 22 years old, and Pat's youngest child is 18, so Pat's just at the tip end of homeschooling. And so we thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast talking about with us just looking back, what were some of the key things that we wish we had known when we had started? So, and I like to think of it as, you know, when a lot of times when we're in homeschooling, we're in the details, we're in the trenches, you know, we're right in that day, one child's having trouble or, um, you know, we're trying to figure out what's the curriculum we should use or we're always seem to be in the details. But after you homeschool, looking back, it becomes really clear what were the key things that we did or we focused on. So we want to talk about those today and sort of give hope for the future. Like, yeah, you're in the trenches, but there's a reason you're in the trenches and there's a reason for what you're doing. So we just want to take a little bit of our wisdom. And I always think of wisdom as being experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) of, of being through it. Maybe Pat, you can start us off with some of your thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. Well, I um, I wish I knew in the beginning that homeschooling would be hard. I think more emotionally hard. You know, it's going to stretch. It stretched me as a person. Uh, it stretched my faith, definitely. It stretched me as a parent, you know, trying to balance those being a parent versus being a teacher and how to do both with excellence. I mean, not perfection, but with excellence, the best I could. And it's, it's also, it can be hard on your relationships. You know, you have to learn how to work through things with your kids, which does become easier, uh, but it's also can be hard on your marriage. And I didn't realize that that could be an issue. You know, when we started out, we didn't have a lot of 
online resources because it was like back in the dark ages. But we had a lot of homeschool magazines. Some of them are still around, but uh, I cannot tell you how many magazines. And I, I was a magazine junkie. And the covers of them with, you know, uh, families dressed in outfits that mom made that were, you know, kind of coordinating and holding instruments because there were family bands, you know, like that was a big thing. And that's a high bar and unrealistic for the majority of families, even back then. Trying to reach all that perfection can be really hard on a marriage. So, uh, you know, you work through things, but that's the first thing. I, I wish I knew to anticipate that so I could prepare for it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a good one, Pat. Um, it it makes me think. Uh, like I said, when we're in the trenches, it is difficult. I remember once cleaning my bathroom toilet at eleven o'clock at night, <laughs> and I remember thinking. This is not how it's supposed to be. Mm. It was like something has to change. So what changed? What what did I do differently? One of the big ones for me, looking back, is uh, getting up before my kids got up. Even if it was half an hour, I personally get uh, recharged by being outdoors <laughs> and exercise. Those mm-hmm. are my biggies. So what I did is I got up before the kids I got my nose in the word of the Lord and I went outside for a walk, uh, you know, a fast walk. And those first few minutes when, you know, the alarm went on that I didn't feel like getting out of bed, I got an accountability buddy (laughs) and we would phone each other two minutes. Hi, you awake? Okay, you're awake. And that's it. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. And then I got out of bed and that changed my homeschooling life. It Mm -hmm. gave me a place before all the chaos, um, and it gave me time with the Lord to set my day and to get my attitude right. And the days that I skipped it were the days that, you know, the tempers were going. I wish I'd done it earlier. Best thing I ever did. And I let myself relax more with the Mm -hmm. house stuff. If I missed, you know, vacuuming on Thursday, I waited till the next Thursday or whatever the next. Um, And that was difficult because I like order and (laughs) and so I just let it relax and it changed things so so you're saying when you first started you you wish that you uh, knew that you could be more relaxed is that what you're saying yeah because kids when they're young they have their own agendas (laughs) it's not about it's not about taking (laughs) off the boxes it's about being present it's about living it's about enjoying it's about learning about each other that's a constant struggle when you homeschool I think it's a a reminder we need to take every day Mm -hmm. you know and another thing that kept me on track was realizing that a little bit of learning every day adds up oh my gosh adds up absolutely much so we don't have to pile on so much in a day. Mm-hmm. That kind of comes up to my second one. I wish I knew in the beginning that this would that learning would become a lifestyle. For my two older kids, I really did try to replicate school at home. You know, we got the little desks. It was so cute. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. You know, little the school desk. You know, back when I was in school, I had found some. You know, used and the kids kept their books. You know, underneath the seat and and everything. And it was really cute, but it was more like playing school. Just trying to stick to the routine was was not working. And we did make adjustments 
back then. But you know, years later, I came across the concept of a lifestyle of learning. And I thought, that's it. That's that's what we're shooting for. That's what what I want to shoot for. That's where my heart is. That you're building something in your kids and your own life that is something that's going to last a lifetime. It's not like okay, we graduated from high school or graduated from college. That's it. We're done with learning. You know, learning should be a lifetime thing. So I that that's the second thing. I wish that I had known that school or homeschool or learning would be a lifestyle rather than an activity or an event. Mm-hmm. That sort of relates to my next one. Let's say we're studying, I don't know, volcanoes or something. So we have to read all about it and then we have to learn all the words and then we have to get all these books and 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 over time I learned like, let's make this fun. Mm-hmm. So putting more fun in and it's sort of like read a story about a volcano or whatever read read one story and then go to the park and build one just with the sand or or whatever like simplify I think is the word I'm trying Mm. to express here express is simplify 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 any time that you can put your kids even if they're at different grade levels together to learn something any time you can simplify anything you will find you're more relaxed and your kids will just naturally learn mm-hmm. don't overwhelm yourself you know it can be simple as uh you read about it you go on youtube you look up a you know famous volcanoes watch a few videos and then you go to the park and you play in the sand and build one like simplify 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 as mm-hmm. much as you can now i do have to point out that it is that's easier to do when the kids are younger, mm-hmm. uh, when you're dealing with high school level subjects, you know, that's not going to quite cut it. But by that time, hopefully, in theory, your kids have come to identify learning with fun. And also because they're older, you know, high school and whether it's college, career, whatever, after high school, they've come to understand that there are some things that they have to do, that there are responsibilities that have, you know, there are boxes. Sometimes in life, there are boxes that have to be checked off. I mean, that's just it, but within balance, you know, um, some high school courses are just boxes you have to check off, especially if you're headed for college. So, um, but you know, for those young years, when you're just starting out and those of you homeschoolers who are getting started with young kids, you are such an advantage. This is really an episode for people who are just starting out in homeschooling or with young kids, because this is the time to set that table, to set that expectation that hey, learning is fun. You know, we're, we're going to have we're going to have a good time with this so that by high school, you know, they realize they still have that, you know, that learning is fun. Although we have to check some boxes, although there are some things I don't really want to do, but hey, that's life too, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and um, adding to that, that's where I came up with this formula, and and it was I had heard this at a conference or something, and I came up with my own homeschooling formula that suited us. And for those of you who listen to this podcast, you've probably heard me say this like repeatedly, <laughs> but this was my saving grace, where. Academics for us was a quarter of our time, and that was pretty much through high school. And so it's the you know those maths or the physics or the chemistry right. where sometimes it is difficult and it takes time. Yep. 
And yep, you got to sit down, you got to do it because if you want to go to university or whatever, you need those courses and you, you have to do it. And some days it's more difficult than the other. So academics, absolutely. But originally I was very focused on the academics, Mm -hmm. you know, and spending, you know, I always feel like the first child is the poor guinea pig. I know. know, My first son, you know, (laughs) those first couple of years of homeschooling. We were sitting down for two hours and, you know, grade one, you don't, I'm sorry, but you don't need to sit down for Mm-mm. two hours. Mm-mm. You only need Mm-mm. pockets of 20 minutes here and there <laughs> during the day. Um, so that's something I wish I'd realized, like the play and the outdoors and the giving back and, you know, in the kitchen making something or all of that is so much richer mm-hmm. than just the academics. And that's the whole thing about homeschooling is it's not just academics. It's a lifestyle of learning Mm -hmm. and our life needs to be balanced. That's right. That's good. That's good. And speaking, you know, also talking about balance, the, that brings me to to my next thing that I wish I'd known is uh, that it's important to take care of me and really I wish I'd learned that before I even had kids, you know, because uh, it's easy to it's easy to take care of yourself when you're solo or when you're just a man, just a couple, a married couple, because, I mean, you don't have other responsibilities. Right. I mean, it's pretty much you, your spouse, maybe you, you have a job or, you know, things, but but you don't have that constant pulling on you from having kids. But t- but if you don't take care of yourself, you really do have nothing. And when I first you know, her, the concept of self-care, mom self-care, it's, it's a big thing now, you know, but when we first started homeschooling, it was looked at as like a very selfish thing. You know, moms are here for the kids. Moms are here, you know, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're here for other people. And, uh, and especially as a Christian, a lot of times I got, well, don't, don't worry. God knows what you need and help provide when you need it. But the net result was I didn't take care of myself. I didn't take care of my physical health. I didn't eat well. I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't get prayer time. I really got to a point where I was a basket case, you know, and I realized I had, unfortunately, I had an older, wiser homeschool mentor who said, you know, sat me down and said, tell me what you do for yourself. And I looked at her like, what are you, you're kidding, right? I'm a mom, I homeschool, you know, and we kind of made a joke about it. She's like, no, really, she pulled me back, you know, no, really. And we talked about it. And I'll tell you that woman saved my life because it is important. And I wish I had known that from the get-go, but of course, you know, it was a good example for my kids to see this too, that what could happen if you don't take care of yourself, so. Yeah, good one. I guess when you're talking about, you know, mom time, care, like, what, what does self-care look like? I think it looks different for each of us. Absolutely. And so, so for myself, it was like, what are the little joys I could fit in the day? Because so I love a good cup of tea um, and just to go sit outside with a book. Mm-hmm. So in that scheduled downtime during the day, I would make a point of doing that. So even if there were chores or whatever to do, I would at least take 20 minutes to go have that cup of tea, go sit outside and enjoy a book. And so I had little joys built in mm-hmm. to the day for myself as well as as my kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have to entertain them every minute. <laughs> Amen. 
it's really helpful for the child to learn how to entertain his, him or her. So how about how about you though? What's next on your list of uh, um, things you should The the big one I had written down here was read, 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 read. <laughs> so you wish someone had told you that before, or you you wished uh, that, that was it. It was looking back. I think it was one of the biggest things that helped grow my children in their individual areas that they excelled in and ended up using later. It was like we did do a lot of reading and, and everything from audiobooks to uh, my husband coming home from work being tired. He would read a chapter book to them um, one chapter a day. <laughs> Or at bedtime, he'd read them one one chapter, and the next night they'd want to get ready for bed quick and do all their you know their teeth and everything so that they can have that that next chapter in the book. But I realize how much information they assimilated by reading and often reading about their grade level. So I was think this we something that you didn't you didn't do at first, right? You you learned how you learned that this was important over time. Um, no, I guess I'm trying to keep with the what you what you wish you'd known, you know, before we start before you started homeschooling. Yeah, um, I think I think the best way to describe it is over time. I realized that during the academic time, mm-hmm. it was just as important to give your t- your ch- children time to read as it was to you know f- fill out worksheets or whatever. Mm. It, looking back, I realized how much they actually learned from the just sitting down and reading a book, as simple as that sounds. Right. I think sometimes we have a checklist of do this worksheet, do that. And then the reading doesn't happen in the day. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, I realized that every day there's got to be time for reading aloud, reading to them, letting them go and read whatever they want. So I became way more intentional about reading time. Right. Um, and even into their teens where you think, oh, now they know how to read. We don't need... To read to them, and I realize how much reading aloud beyond their grade level helped them mm-hmm. um, in their understanding, vocabulary, and in their own oh. desire to read. <laughs> and not only that, it really, uh, you know, as you're starting to read with teenagers, it gives you, depending on what you're cho- choosing to read, it gives you amazing co- topics of com- conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really get to process and get a get a an. Of you, this is why I love loved homeschooling high school. You know, because by by discussing books and the thoughts and concepts and ideas presented in books with your teens, you've really got a view of you know their character and where they're headed and what they're thinking and and all that. And mm-hmm. it's definitely teenagers. I think is where the, you know the time to definitely double down on that. Don't avoid the reading. I love that. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Another another big one I have, and I wish I had done more of this, mm-hmm. was remembering to ask your kids questions. Mm. So it, it could be as simple as at the end of the day or whatever, just saying, so how how did you feel today when you were doing math? No, let's say they're a child that struggles with math or writing. Mm. How did you feel today uh, when you were doing that? And And letting them voice their frustration or... Or, uh, you know, what what do you think about, um, you know, instead of doing science 
every Tuesday. Why don't, what do you think about putting it off for a month and just focusing on this one project or what? Like giving them ownership of their work. Mm -hmm. So asking them those questions, because I found the more I did that, the more they owned their schedule and the more they, it wasn't like a fight to get it done. It was Mm -hmm. sort of like, no, this is how I'm going to do it. Like my youngest daughter for a, a number of years had really wanted to do school at night in the evening. And I, I'm not good at night. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want my day done. And, and it took me a long time to allow her to save some of her work for the evening. Mm-hmm. She liked being out for the whole afternoon outside and she would come and I just figured she would be too tired and never get it done. And when mm-hmm. I finally trusted her, she did. She got it done. And then when she went to university, oftentimes she might not get much during the day and she'd be starting stuff at 10 at night and work till two in the morning. But that worked for her, that her, her internal clock worked better at night. So I wish I would have trusted more in their, um, ability to set the schedule and the tone for what worked for them just by asking them more questions and checking in. Which really, and my next point is, it, it's amazing. We really haven't rehearsed this, guys. <laughs> it's amazing how the conversation's feeding. Uh, my next point is that I wish that somebody had told me that we, then this may sound simplistic, but uh, hear me out. I wish that someone had told me that we were raising adults. And what I mean by that is they have their own ways of learning. Uh, and of course, we, we've talked about how important it is to study your kids and learn, learn their learning style. But that's something that they need, you know, will evolve and they need to discover for themselves. But also time management skills, how they work best, uh, to teach them to trust their instincts and trust themselves, because that's something we need to do as adults. And, and all those things, it's... You know, I think you mentioned it earlier, Tracy, it's way beyond academics. And it's all these little things that are building to work together that you're preparing an adult, you know. And I I know you might say, duh, but think about how your actions during the day uh, build into that. One recently, I was talking to a homeschool mom and she's very creative and she's got younger kids, I think. She's got two, two kids, like early elementary and she's trying to build their their creativity, you know, their curiosity about life and stuff. So they pretty much uh, they pretty much just like do their crafts and have fun and everything, and then leave it. Just walk away. The house is unbelievable. I mean, it makes me hard to breathe. Like I, I I can't do clutter. And there are times I agree that you need to let things, you know, crap. Projects take time and things like that. And there, there are times that you, things are long-term, you know, projects, but to, they never clean up after themselves. They don't know to put things away. They, they just, they don't want to put things away. So they don't. And I think, okay, that might be cute and fun and creative now, but think about in 10 years when they're letting stuff, stuff out and they don't feel like putting it away, how much chaos in the home that, that that builds and as an adult is not a great quality to take into the workforce even you know so I wish I had a little bit of more 
forethought or I wish someone had reminded me that it's not just about what you're doing today, that you are building character and allowing character traits to develop that they will be carrying on into adulthood. And, and to, while it's important to be present for the moment, this is a, this is a skill that moms have to develop. Parents have to develop, you know, while it is important to be present for the moment, it's also important at the same time to be thinking about the future and how's this going to play out for your children in the future. Yeah. And, and adding to that, like as part of our homeschool, um, you know, household chores and mm-hmm. all that, they were always involved, you know, absolutely. I say time for supper. They knew that meant come in, set the table, unload the dishwasher. Cause it was usually, that just yeah. seemed to be how our dishwasher after lunch seemed mm-hmm. to be when I'd put it on. And so that was, it wasn't just come in, sit down yeah, <laughs> and get absolutely. served, absolutely. you know, it, it, it was always, they were always part of the household chores. So they then lived they, there too. Yeah, they they lived so. there. And when they moved out, they're like, they know how to keep their apartment mm-hmm. clean. They know right. how to go get groceries. They know it wasn't a, you know, sometimes they'll phone home for, you know, a particular recipe or something. But for the most part, that just was seamless because they mm-hmm. had always been involved at home. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so what's your next one? Um, I was going to say... Be the example to your kids. Mm. Be the example. And in, and by that, I mean... That's good. If you want them to try something new, then you have to demonstrate that. So you need to try something new in, in your life. The example I'll give is I needed a new computer. My son suggested I buy the pieces and make one. And I'm like, ugh. That just <laughs> sounded not fun <laughs> and too much work. And he said... I'll, I'll guide you through it. So he helped me order the different parts and then we spread them out on the dining room table and I put a computer together and I thought, wow, I did that. And we, with our kids, we expect that we expect them to, you know, try new things. So be the example. If I expect my kids to get exercise every day, no, I'm not staying inside cleaning something while I'm, you know, throwing them outside. I'm outside on the toboggan hill going down that toboggan mm-hmm. hill with them. It's being the example. And, um, you know, if I'm having them volunteer, what am I doing in my life that I'm giving back? I'm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, volunteering at church or I'm volunteering in my family to help out, you know, somebody... I'm volunteering at the neighbors or whatever. Um, you know, my kids would see me sometimes babysitting other kids for, you know, the new mom that just had a new baby right. and had other ones and just inviting them over into our home. Um, so we have to be that example. Mm-hmm. We we can't just tell them we need to be that example so that hopefully later on when their moms or that themselves, they can think back what does a balanced lifestyle look like? And it's not just all about me. It's about others too. So that was always really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. That's to right. Lead by example. Yeah. 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 Well, we are kind of uh, reaching the end. If, if uh, there are others, we'll put them in the show notes. We'll have an extended show notes for this episode. So you can uh, read about them. But those are some things that... Uh, Tracy and I wish we had known ahead of time or learned earlier, I guess, in our homeschool career, because let me just let me tell you, moms, if you're listening to this, you are on a journey 
and and it's a it's a wonderful journey and it's not only your kids that you're educating but you you know that's we both encourage you to develop a lifestyle of learning where you are also open to learning and doing better and being better. What's that saying? Uh, Know better, do better. So when you mess up or feel like you've messed up, made a mistake, something's not quite working right or whatever, like don't beat yourself up for it. Just try to take some time, step back, pour a cup of tea, like, like Tracy likes to do. Think about it, what's going on. Uh, talk to somebody, you know, a mentor or a friend, maybe get coaching, you know, do something to work through what's not going on rather than beat yourself up because it's such a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you'll be a great example for your kids too. It's just a kind of, you'll, you'll feed off each other, your kids and you, it's, it's wonderful. And, and the rewards of it will come because mm-hmm. when I think back, I feel like we had this fabulous life, like with my kids growing up, because you were with them so much and you know mm-hmm. their personalities and you got to do all these things together. And I just had such a reward the other day. My youngest daughter called me and she said, you know, mom, I've been thinking a lot um, about it. And she she has a, a, a guy that she's seeing now. And she said, you know, we were just talking about stuff. And he was like, wow, homeschooling sounds so great. And she says, mom, I'm just calling to tell you that I was sitting there talking to him about, yeah, I really want to homeschool one day when I have kids because it is a gr- it was a great lifestyle. That was like last week she phoned me. And that oh. I had tears in my eyes because it is, like you said, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But the rewards and her realizing that, you know, that's something she might want to do. And, and again, I never want them to think that that's what they have to do, but that right. she recognized I had a great childhood. That meant a lot to me because uh, that's what I devoted my life to. So, <laughs> you know, they say that uh, the one thing nobody says on their deathbed is I wish I'd spent more time at the office. Well, homeschooling is the one career. I think I'm, I I feel pretty comfortable in saying it is the one career where you can say that, you know, I wish I, or it's, it's possible to be saying that, you know, I wish I had been more present. I wish I had spent more time at the office. So don't, you know, don't let that be your epitaph. You wish you'd spent more time at the office. Go ahead, be present, learn from some of the things that Tracy and I have shared and, and others, you know, we're, we don't have the, uh, corner on wisdom homeschool with you know so that's uh we're gonna wrap up this episode this week and hope you've gotten some some thoughts and been able to make some notes as i said i'll have extended show notes uh linked extended show notes in the or the link to extended show notes in the uh, description and we hope you'll join us next week definitely follow us and in the meantime tracy enjoy your homeschooling because it can absolutely be fabulous there you go. Have a great week. <laughs> Bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another candid conversation. For more information on life changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy.